We believe running is freedom and empowerment. We believe running solves problems and makes people happy. We even believe that if more people run, the world will be a better place. We believe in running because it is our passion. This is the Big Peach Running Company Run ATL Podcast with your host, Mike Cosentino. Greetings, everyone. It is time indeed now for the Run ATL Podcast. My name is Mike Cosentino. I so very much appreciate you hitting that forward-facing arrow on your screen. As your reward for doing so, I also get the good fortune of introducing you to another friend of yours and mine. He joins us every episode. He is here again today. D2 Dolomite Dave Martinez right next to me. Hello to you, fine sir. Hey, how's it going? And yes, we are, uh, we relocated to a new studio. We have posh new digs indeed. I think it's reflective of the big refund that we're going to be getting, I'm sure, from our friends at the federal government. This is the springtime and tax refund episode as we're coming to everyone, you and I included, the day before taxes are due. Are yours done? Mine are done. I uh, I always kind of tend to forget and then kind of freak out a little bit kind of mid-March that if I don't do them that, you know, I'll miss the deadline. So luckily I did get them done uh, in mid-March. And uh, hopefully there's all of our other listeners have also gotten them done because if not, you're probably not running today except to the post office at midnight. That's exactly right. Kudos to you, D2, for having completed those. If you are hearing this and it is right after it's released and your taxes are not done and you perhaps have not filed for an extension, as much as we would like for you to join us this entire episode, my recommendation now is the pause button and back to the taxes you go to finish that. That is going to be even more important. But for those of you who are completed with that, this is an important episode. You will get much from this. Dave, we are going to talk speed and strength today. Our featured conversation, Dr. Norm Ang of Georgia Sports Chiropractic. He works with athletes of every ability, and boy, do I mean that. You and I both have friends that saw Norm before they ever took a step inside the pedestrian active lifestyle, and at the same time, we know that he also works with athletes. In fact, he was in Rio almost a couple of years ago now for the 2016 Olympics as part of the medical staff for the U.S. Olympic team. He works with many of the Atlanta United players. What an exciting team that is. They're able to stay on the field in part because of what Norm is doing and the good work he employs. What a treasure to have him on this episode. Yes, speed and strength, both which I have absolutely none of. Oh, that is not true. Occasionally, it does elude us, but at the same time, he gives us much to think about. And before our time with him was fully complete, he gave us things to do. We're going to share all of that after this brief break. Do not go anywhere. We will be right back with this Tax Day episode of the Run ATL Podcast. Do your feet hurt? Feel any discomfort in your joints or lower back when you run? Your shoes might be the root of the problem. Whatever your fitness level, your feet should be comfortable and your shoes shouldn't be the cause of an injury or keep you from achieving your fitness goals. Come into any of our seven Big Peach Running Company locations for a free three-step fit process, including a video gait analysis. Our professional fitters will help get you into shoes that fit so you can enjoy running, walking, or any activity that requires you to be on your feet. 
our 100% satisfaction guarantee will give you peace of mind if your new shoes don't live up to your expectations. Simply return them. No problems, no hassles, no time limit. We want to make sure you're completely happy with your shoes so you can achieve your fitness goals. Visit Big Peach Running Company today. And welcome back to the Run ATL podcast. And this is going to be good fun. D2, we love just having a conversation among friends. Certainly, we're going to have the opportunity to do that today. Dr. Norm Ang has joined us. He is in studio. We are in our comfortable chairs for this discussion. Norm, thank you very much for making some time for us. Thank you very much for having me here. Well, this is really cool. And one of the things that I know about you mostly from observation and thankfully not for Mm -hmm. really regular visits Mm -hmm. to your office, but that is you just always seem to have a smile on your face. Mm -hmm. I see you with your patients. I see you with people who I know are fans of what you do. I see you in and around this lifestyle that we both serve. Mm -hmm. And you just always seem to be having the time of your life. As someone who feels like I've got the best job on the planet, nobody else can have as much fun occupationally as what I do. When I look at you, I think maybe you rival that. Yeah. <laughs> what is it that brings you so much satisfaction to what it is that you do? Well, I've started, there's been a lot, I've had a long story where I started in corporate America where I sat behind a desk for a while and, you know, working in finance prior to this, I really didn't feel like I had much of an impact on anything <laughs> at all. So essentially what we, what I did is I really came, uh, had a come to Jesus moment and I said, sure. I need a change in this lifestyle. I was always very active. I always tried to be very fit and I just didn't like sitting behind a computer for about 12 hours a day. And then I made that change, went to chiropractic school and it was actually better than what I thought it was going to be because I started to get involved with uh, the soccer team there. So I started staying fit, getting running and so forth. And Really, the discipline of chiropractic re- began to merge with my with my interests, and now here I am. I'm very, very lucky, very blessed to be exactly where I where I am right now. I just love the interaction with people, love the interaction with patients. Every single day, I hear stories, I have interactions, I have uh, engagements with people. Yep, every single day, and it's great to hear their stories. Um, the good things. Mostly it's bad because they're coming into sure. my office yep. because they want to challenge you. Sure. They something want to challenge hurts. you. They're in pain. And, you know, I just have to be there as like this uh, ear to listen and see what I can do to help uh, get things fixed. And, you know, I, I like, I just absolutely love the problem solving aspect of it. And it, it keeps me sharp. It keeps me on my toes. And day after day, uh, I go home, go home, sit down. Uh, reflect, and then I'll get up in the morning. It actually, I, I don't struggle to get out of bed in the morning uh, for the most part. Once the alarm goes off, I'm up and I'm pretty ready to go. Well, so. what a gift that is. Dave and I are also mm-hmm. parachutists from previous careers that didn't mm-hmm. have the same amount of enjoyment and that we didn't have mm-hmm. the good fortune of interacting with people the same way we do now. So mm-hmm. I think we share that. And maybe that's why it's so easy to, to relate to this enthusiasm that you just always seem to have about you. I believe that will Uh not change over the course of this conversation, but you said that you like to solve problems, that you like to just make things better. So we've got a few questions for you. Is that all right? Yeah, that'll be perfect. That'll share some of your expertise. That sounds great. You know, I don't know if I have all the answers, but hopefully I'll have some. (laughs) I know you will, and none of us have all the answers, and and together we kind of go after that. And, And one of the things that's 
especially exciting for us is now here we are in springtime for Big Peach Running Company and I believe for much of this market that is active. Mm -hmm. Things are really cranking up. Mm -hmm. More people are taking advantage of the extended daylight hours in the evening. Mm -hmm. Certainly temperatures being warmer than what they were 30 days ago kind of drives people outside wonderfully enough. And for us, do we have more people coming through our front doors? Yes, that is true. Mm -hmm. Do we end up looking at unit sales on footwear being greater than what they were in February? Yes, that also is true. So we just know that more people mm -hmm. are active. You mm -hmm. see the same, I believe. Yeah, we absolutely see the same. So as the weather gets better, especially in Atlanta, you'll see a large uptick in people going outside and actually uh, engaging in more activity. And with more activity, fortunately and unfortunately, they do get injured. Sure. Um, you know, a lot of it is the uh, repetition of things. So most of the most of the issues that we see, probably I would say 80 to 90% are repetitive type injuries. So yeah, we do see that uptick too during these warmer seasons. And as uh, the seasons begin to, you know, really open everybody up to being outside and enjoying the weather more. Well, and spring is about renewal mm -hmm. and springtime mm -hmm. is, is kind of fun because you see mm -hmm. things kind of come back to life, mm -hmm. including the exercise routines of friends and family mm -hmm. who took a long winter off. But I know that people... When they come to see you, may it may be preventative, but I think more oftentimes than not, it's somewhat diagnostic, maybe even rehabilitative, mm -hmm. where they already have something that is challenging them. When you think about this influx of people who will be coming into your office, and you mm -hmm. think about the fact that you've been doing this for years, mm -hmm. as people are now recommitting themselves, doing something for the first time or doing it more aggressively, what's that one thing that you feel like you're always saying? to these individuals and yet you would never ever miss an opportunity to say it again. For someone like me, my routine doesn't change that much, whether it's February or whether it's April. Right. But we see so many people that April, whether it has to do with mileage, mm -hmm. total time exercising, mm -hmm. certain targets that they want to hit, it's vastly different. Yeah. How can we keep them from making a mistake? The biggest mistake that I always see is people are so gung-ho in the beginning okay they'll say i'm gonna do this i'm gonna put 110 percent into it so uh i had a mentor a long time ago who told me make sure whatever you do you learn how to crawl before you walk before you run in the running community people don't necessarily just want to go out and run they just want to go out and do a full sprint and do it all the time okay it's a journey and i'm trying to tell people remember and this is no pun intended, but it is a marathon and not a sprint. It is a journey into what you're doing. Are you doing, is, is this a lifetime goal of what you're going to do? Is this simply, uh, you know, hey, I need to lose 10 pounds or do, or is this something where, you know, your health is being compromised and you're a little bit older, you have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, pre-diabetic, um, and a host of other issues. You need to really begin slowly because of many things. One, you don't want to burn yourself out too quickly. Two, you don't want to get these injuries that can come on all of a sudden because many of these injuries, if you go a full head of steam, you're going to get hurt. Part of it too is um, as we uh, become a little wiser in our years. Sure. We hope. We hope. And by wiser, I mean older. <laughs> wisdom isn't guaranteed wisdom isn't guaranteed sure. but as we get a little bit older and we become a little bit wiser as we could say hopefully we get wiser um our bodies don't heal like we used to all right 
when I was 21 years old, when you were 21, when we all were 21 years old, you can go out, uh, start a routine all over again. And like, you've never lost a step before if you did a two month hiatus prior to that. Now, as we get a little bit older, you know what? Things are going to hurt more. Our tendons are a little bit more fragile. Our uh, systems don't allow us to recover as quickly as we used to be. So you kind of have to dip your toe in and really progress yourself and take time in getting to your goal, whatever your goal may be, whether it's weight loss, whether it's getting faster in your marathon or faster in your half marathon, whether it's getting out there and uh, just being stronger or just overall just being fit. Um, in the strength and conditioning world and in the coaching world, there's a, the whole concept of periodization. So periodization sets this goal of really getting you in a general condition first and then slowly ramping to ramping you up. And you've heard of this phrase before where you want to peak at the right time. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole idea is to make sure that you find what your goal is and you peak at that moment because at, you can't sustain high levels of training for a long period of time. Well, and you mentioned mm -hmm. people who are making a commitment mm -hmm. to this. Maybe you already have. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier, as you know, to fall out of this lifestyle yes. than it is to get back to it yes. once you've been out of it or once you've had something set you back and you just have to forcibly take time off, have somebody tell you not for the next couple of weeks or not for a certain period of time, and then trying to get back to it is so much more difficult. So don't mm -hmm. make that mistake of going after it too quickly or too aggressively. Exactly, exactly. Just start. You don't have to work out seven days a week when you start. Start with three. If three is comfortable for you uh, and you get too tired of that, you can go to four or five because, frankly, when you start working out, you're just going to be really sore everywhere. Everywhere. You're, you're going to get in, different injuries can pop up, but you, you got to teach your body how to manage that. Our bodies have this amazing ability to adapt to stresses. But the one thing with that ability is we really need more time with it than what we think we do as we get older. So one of the questions I wanted to ask, and I'm mm -hmm. going to go ahead and bring this in because mm -hmm. it's such a perfect place to ask it, and that is where we're mm -hmm. going to be sore, where mm -hmm. we're going to have some discomfort. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest challenges I think we see in our stores on such a regular basis mm -hmm. is somebody who's curious, have I done something that would suggest taking time off or going to see a health professional? Or is this natural and should this happen because I'm just getting back to it or I'm just getting started or I'm going after a goal I've not set before? Mm -hmm. What are some of those guidelines you might give us as to when it's okay to kind of expect and even accept that soreness or discomfort and then just keep going and know that's part of the strengthening routine? Mm -hmm. And when are those instances or what are those signs that this is more serious? You mm -hmm. really need to dial it back a little bit or perhaps come see you mm -hmm. or think about taking some time off. Okay. What would you tell us in terms of how we can monitor and ultimately manage the difference between okay. the two? Well, I'm going to break this part up into a couple um, types of individuals. Okay. okay, There's some individuals who are starting for the first time uh, and they're novices and they've never... They've never done this type of running before where they're going, whoa, at first they were thinking, wow, running one mile is really far. Uh, and then next thing you know, they're, they, their goal is to run a 10K, let's say. Sure. Okay. One of the questions I always, in the comments I always receive in the office is that, yeah, I'm starting to get this weird pain in my ankles. And it's usually probably about 
you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes into my running and it's not feeling good. I'm like, okay, if you continue running and I asked him, if you continue running, does that pain diminish? And that's an important question because we all know when you go and the first two miles of your run, no matter if you're a marathoner or if you're a novice runner, it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. It's so your, true. It's you feel stiff, you feel achy. It's your body's way of really starting to adapt to the impact. See, it's not just us. Do it's you? not Other just people us. Apparently, feel that way too. Oh. We all feel horrible those first few miles. The key to that is saying if you go towards three miles, four miles, how do you feel after? Oh, I feel great. Well, then that's fantastic. Okay. Now, with that, there's a few things to be said. If you're running and you feel a sharp stab, let's say in your calf, and you try and push on but you can't even walk, you've hurt yourself. Okay. okay? That's when you should stop, sit back and say, you know what, this doesn't, something here just doesn't feel right. And that's when you you have to listen to your body a little so bit So let me better. use that example mm-hmm. and, and tease it out even further. Sure. I'm going to use the stabbing pain mm-hmm. in the calf. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that's it? I'm going to dial it back throttle back right to my sofa, back to my mm-hmm. office chair, back to wherever I was mm-hmm. going later today, and then go after it again tomorrow. And mm-hmm. all I did was cut my workout short because of that stabbing pain mm-hmm. in the morning or in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Or would you say, no, when that happens, you need to dial it back. Don't plan on doing the same thing the next day or perhaps even again that week. Yeah. I'd say the big thing is you need to dial it back and you need to give somebody a call and see what's going on okay, there first. Okay, so that stabbing, that really mm-hmm. sharp sensation yeah. that just comes at you unexpectedly and really grabs you is more than just, okay, that's it for today. I'll try it again tomorrow. Yes, exactly. That is that is something that you should say, let's back up. It's still hurting. I should probably pick up the phone and call somebody tomorrow because okay. this could be something a little bit more serious, especially if you're not really, if it's something you've never had before, if it's an injury you've never had before, if you're very active, you were very active in the past and now it's 10 years post-college and you have an injury in that muscle, you need to go and see somebody and say, all right, maybe I can't go running tomorrow, but maybe there's something else I can do. Why not hop on a bike possibly? Um, at least get a little blood flow there. That The important thing is identifying something like that. That's number one. Now, there's also another group where I wanted to talk about too, where you have people that are, uh, let's say, took the winter off. Okay. They're season marathoners, season half marathoners, and then they're running and they say, all right, I'm starting to feel something in my Achilles, for example. Um, first couple, First couple miles, not feeling very good. Uh, miles three till eight, it's gone away. Not a problem. After the run, no problem at all. It could have been just that you were, it was stiff. The one thing is the benefit of it, something like that is there are preventative measures that you can do at home. You can do things like foam roll. You can do things like stretch. The biggest problem that I see with a lot of people is that they're not doing their homework. Okay. The homework is one of the most important things. You you know, I'm there to help give direction and give guidance on what you things that you can do at home. Um, It's like going to school. Your teacher assigns you uh, the night's homework, uh, but that 30 minutes of what she taught in class isn't really going to get you to understand uh, quantum physics. You need to go home and you need to open the book and you really need to learn the quantum physics. Same thing. 
when you go to, to a healthcare practitioner and they say, here is your homework, this is what you need to do. Um, you need to foam roll, you need to stretch, you need to drink plenty of water, you need to have good nutrition, you need to stay well hydrated. So, so let's do that. Better let's give shoes. our listeners some homework mm-hmm. right now because mm-hmm. why would we want them to be injured or be in substantial discomfort before we give them the homework? Mm-hmm. If we look at someone right now who is thinking about this is going to be not just my best spring ever, mm-hmm. but my best year ever in terms of my overall commitment mm-hmm. to my fitness routine. Mm-hmm. Dave and I are going to encourage them on a very regular basis to go out and think about a walk or a run. Yeah. We may even encourage them with an event or two along the way. Mm-hmm. We may suggest social runs or other activities that add some excitement or some spice to their fitness routine. Mm-hmm. But there's more to it. We get that there is more to it than just throwing mileage at everything. Right. What are those things? You are so well known, rightfully, mm-hmm. for having a holistic approach mm-hmm. to wellness. It's not just mileage. It's not just walking or running. As much as it pains me a little bit to say that, mm-hmm. as much as we both know this is the Run ATL podcast, Yes. what else is there that the, people should be thinking about? There's a lot of things people should be thinking about also is strength and conditioning as well and keeping your, body, keeping your muscles strong. Okay. And um, muscles, are we... Are there certain muscle groups that you would start with? Or are you like, no, 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 this is a total body from shoulders down to right where your ankles are? Or, or where would you say we focus our strengthening efforts? First place I would start is definitely at your core. Okay. So a lot of people say, oh, my core. I do my core all the time. I do probably 100 sit ups a night. And I'm like, well, that's not exactly your core. Okay. Um, what's also not exactly your core. Is when they say, oh, yeah, I was uh, uh, doing squats. I was using, I was working my core. That's not exactly your core because the one thing I always tell people too, it's like saying, all right, when you do a bicep curl, you curl up and then you flex your shoulder a little bit, all right? That, does that really work your shoulder or is it really working your bicep? It's using your shoulder. But the focus is the bicep. So what you really have to do is do a core-focused exercise. So everybody knows how to do a plank, right? Yep. Plank is a great exercise. We'll put it in our show notes. For those that don't, don't feel like you are not... Uh deserve it of being part of our listenership you are that's why you listen Mm -hmm. we will put it in our show notes we'll Mm -hmm. make sure everybody knows how to do a plank at least if there are a few out there okay so there's a plank you can do it face down or you can do it on your side okay a plank is a great example of a core exercise but your core is broken up into four sections you have the front you have the back and you have each side as well um Many people tend, most people tend that I've found that come in the office tend to focus on just the abs. There's a whole nother component. That's only, that's only 25% of your core. You need to focus on the obliques, everything that goes around your low back specifically. I would say probably, I would even argue to say your low back is the more important part of your core. More so than the abdominal muscles. Much more so than the abdominal muscles. Wow. Okay. Um, That's the part that keeps you upright. That's the part that activates when you move your limbs. That's the part that uh, if it's weak, it's most likely to get you hurt a lot more quickly. So you talked Mm -hmm. about two things Mm -hmm. just as it relates to the Mm -hmm. core that I think are terms most people have heard of. A Mm sit-up, you mentioned that earlier, and a plank, you've now mentioned Mm -hmm. that more recently. Mm -hmm. If we only had a few minutes that we were willing to dedicate to our core, Mm -hmm. how should we best 
get the most out of that time? Would it be planks? Would it be a mixture of a mm-hmm. properly executed sit-up and some mm-hmm. planks? Are there other exercises you like? The One of the other exercises that I like, that I really like, especially working on your low back, is um, it's called the Superman. Okay. So basically what you do, you lay on the ground, you put your arms up, your head up, and your legs up, and you're basically like Superman or Superwoman. They're both great. Okay. <laughs> uh, the key with that is it's really well, kind of balancing on your midsection, on your, your on your stomach, on your torso. Yes. Okay. So just to picture that, and what that's doing is that is really working on some of the muscles in your low back. It's isometric. Okay. I'm trying to keep this as simple as possible. Have you done one of these? For a lot of people. Uh, I, I've done it in the past. I can't say I've done it regularly. So I'm, I'm listening very intently on, on picking up some tips here. Can so you demonstrate this for us, D2? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if we use the studio floor here to do a bit of a Superman, I think I can say at least for me, I feel reasonably certain saying this on Dave's behalf, mm-hmm. very poor form would be executed. What does good Superman form look like? And is there a place that you would refer us to mm-hmm. so that we can include that in our show notes as well? The good form, here's the thing. The form is making sure your arms and your legs are straight and you're actually almost trying to curl up and balancing on your midsection, kind of like what we described before. Okay. The important thing is how long can you hold that position, okay? So it's about endurance Okay. because these muscles in our back are not necessarily about power when we're runners here. We're talking about endurance. So what about as a start? If Dave and I start Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. relatively committed Superman Mm -hmm. as part of our core strength. Yep. 30 seconds? Is that good? Three minutes? How long would we be in a Superman? I would say you should probably be strong enough to know how to to be able to do it for uh, one minute. One minute. But so three times. Seconds. So D2, mm-hmm. you and I this year have made some declarative statements. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about doing a number of things and we're going to have to make good on that. I'm not ready to say that I am committed. I am died in the wool day here, day now, and for here on doing a Superman. Mm-hmm. But I will try it. You've got to commit to the same, my friend. Yeah, I'll do the same thing. All right, so 60 seconds. 60 seconds. Of Superman. Three times a week. Three times a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Three minutes a week. Uh, No, it's going to be nine minutes a week. So nine you're minutes. going so three, three times. Three per session, okay? Yep, three per session. So it's going to be nine minutes per week. Okay? Listeners, won't you join us? There it is. Yeah. If we're making that commitment, you should as well. Nine minutes a week. Yep. We'll make sure you know how to do the Superman. That's mm-hmm. our responsibility. But everybody who hears this right now, think about doing it also to improve that core strength that's so important. Okay, I'm willing to dedicate a few more minutes to my core strength. Superman's done. I've got terrific form. Mm -hmm. May not be tomorrow, but as I go, how else should I be strengthening my core? Side planks. Side planks. Okay. So basically, it's like a front plank, but what you're doing is you're resting on your forearm with your shoulder down. In yoga, the side plank form usually has your hand on the ground. And your body, I guess, straight on your side facing a wall, okay? So you're elevated in the air. Okay. This one's a little bit harder because I want you to be down on your forearm. Reason why I want you down on your forearm, it's more challenging for your core because you're more perpendicular to gravity. Simple physics, okay? So it's a, it's a challenging one because it works not only the obliques here, but it's going to work part of your abs and your low back. 
So this well. is what you were talking about, mm -hmm. where a core strength routine mm -hmm. really works the entirety. Well, it's not just focusing in one area that tends to be the most popular or maybe even the most visible when we think about bikini models or having our shirt or our singlet ride up on us in a warm, on a warm summer day. Exactly. When everyone thinks of abs, they just think of the uh, muscle and fitness or men's or women's health and they yep. look at the six pack. It's, it's far beyond that. You have to think of your core as a cylinder. All right. And that cylinder, when it's fit, it will help drive everything and it will help. It's that main engine and it will make everything faster and stronger. Okay. So that's okay. part of the strength training. Mm -hmm. Where else? I know we can't walk through the entire body. Right. I know we can't demonstrate every single activity mm -hmm. that you would recommend as part of that strength and conditioning routine. Mm -hmm. Somebody says, okay, I'm going to commit to the core. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do some of these things mm -hmm. and I'm also willing to dedicate a few more minutes. Where would you spend that time from a strength and conditioning standpoint? I would I would focus also on glutes. Okay? okay. The glutes are probably in runners. It's probably one of the most underutilized muscles out there. If you look at the track and field athletes that are at the out there, you can see that there is a stark difference between glute sizes from sprinters to marathoners. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously, as the distances change, you're going to have different body morphologies as well. That's natural. But you can see naturally what muscles are needed to perform and exceed in those particular events. Okay. Marathoners, uh, 10K, 5K, you'll see that the glutes are typically a lot smaller than a sprinter. And that's because in sprinters, they get a full stride. You know, they're going 10 seconds or less. And that those glutes really help create that power for them, and it really helps drive them um, to their goal of what they need. Well, I now. know you've worked with mm -hmm. a number of Olympians. Mm -hmm. In fact, I believe you were in Rio as well mm -hmm. just a couple of years ago, fully recognizing a vast majority of our audience mm -hmm. has no aspiration mm -hmm. to be in Japan in sure. 2020, mm -hmm. but they very much have an aspiration to be at least as active mm -hmm. in 2020 as what they are today. Mm -hmm. What are some exercises you would suggest for them pertaining to the glutes to give them that best shot at longevity? Okay. The one thing I would always say, probably the, the easiest one to execute and the, with the most effect would to make sure you know how to do a great lunge, okay. like a walking lunge. Like you find yourself a hallway, maybe, you know, 10 15 meters long and do large step walking lunges there and really focus on the form. I always tell people, focus on the form. I don't care how many reps you do. I don't care how many times a week you do it. I'd rather see 10 great reps than 100 horrible ones because 100 horrible ones will teach you improper form. It'll engage the wrong muscles. And I can't even emphasize how much more important it is to do a good good quality repetition. Okay. And so now we think mm -hmm. about either time, you mentioned the 10 or 15 mm -hmm. meters, how many times back and forth in order to get a really quality glute workout and obviously a little bit of strength training yeah. for your quads and other parts of your leg. But mm -hmm. how long would you suggest that we dedicate to that? I would say eight to 10 repetitions each leg. Okay. So you're walking one step, bring the other leg back, then do the Bring the right leg forward one step, then bring the left leg forward. That's one. That would be one repetition. So it's one, one, two, two, 
three, three, et cetera, et cetera. That would be eight repetitions each leg, okay? But like I said, at first, most people won't be able to do it well. It's a hard exercise. Sure. It can be a hard exercise. Um, but that's why you have to practice it. That's why you have to go slow. That's why you really have to focus on doing a quality repetition first before you go and say, hey, uh, I want more. The one thing I always get in my office is I always give people some exercises to take home. And I say, here, take these two exercises home. Okay, what else do you have? How many more? I want more exercises. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's start, let's start basic first. I want to see you really be good at doing this exercise first before we go and give you three other ones. Because again, you have to crawl before you walk, before you run. It's like saying if, you, if a new runner came to you, Mike, and he said, you know what? I want to run a half marathon. Okay, well, here, let's, why don't we just start off doing, you know, a couple miles, nice and easy. Okay, now what about tomorrow, though? I did two miles today. Can I do five tomorrow? No, you can't do five tomorrow. You shouldn't do five tomorrow. You should, you know, pump the brakes a little bit and, you know, really just, it's about progression. Very much yeah. so. In fact, we'll use that just as mm -hmm. a quick reminder. Mm -hmm for everyone who's not heard this recently, and that is we very much believe in that, whether you're doing some kind of distance training program or whether this is just a lifestyle change, we oftentimes say whatever that first distance is, mm -hmm. it may be one block, it may be one quarter of a mile, that you need to be able to do that up to three times, no less than three times mm -hmm. per week for at least two weeks mm -hmm. before you would graduate yourself to a greater distance. Yeah. So for somebody who maybe mm -hmm. is relatively active, sure, it might be two, two and a half, maybe even three miles. Mm -hmm. But then that desire to go out and run five or six, keep that at bay for a couple of weeks. Do that three mile routine, at least three, maybe four or five times for two weeks in a row, and then graduate yourself up another half or full mile. But thinking about doubling the distance, yeah. my goodness, yeah. think about how many parts of your life where if you yeah. doubled what you were doing, you already know it spells disaster. Exactly. And it's no exactly. different in this pedestrian active lifestyle. Exactly. And I think that the way you describe that plan is perfect. That's exactly the way you should do it. You really need to, uh, I think in general, uh, again, going back to what we said before, a lot of people get very excited about things and you know they, they want a fresh start. But everything we do in life is a journey. It is a, it is a journey and, and it's most likely going to be a long one. So we have to go and uh, make sure we, we go piece by piece, bit by bit. And, y you know, there's, there's going to be good and there's going to be bad. And you, you have to really, you really want to go step by step and face each hurdle as they come. Well, and, and mm -hmm. three things that I've connected, mm -hmm. I'm going to just go ahead and pull mm -hmm. out so everyone can quickly take notes. Maybe you go back and listen mm -hmm. to this one more time. But first of all, the core is a cylinder. It's not a washboard. Exactly. Work on the entire thing. Yes. Your glutes, so important. Mm -hmm. Easy to forget about them because they're kind of behind you. Yep, they And are. yet, there are simple exercises. You may not be perfect at them right away, but a lunge, easy to find information on how to do that. Mm -hmm. Easy to do it almost anywhere you would engage in the pedestrian active lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And even though it is slow motion compared to what you might think about as a walker, as a jogger, as a runner, mm -hmm. super simple to incorporate into your workout routine without dedicating a lot of time. Right. And then lastly, sensible 
progression. Yes. There it is. That's why you listen to the mm-hmm. Run ATL podcast. We boil it down. We distill it in a way that makes it really easy for you. Okay, Norm, you're also mm-hmm. an athlete. Yes. Your wife is particularly enthused about nutrition. You mentioned earlier the importance of hydration. Mm-hmm. Given all of the patients that you see and yet your own commitment mm-hmm. to your fitness routine, mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you just know that if you get sloppy as an athlete, not as a medical professional, but if you get sloppy, you'll pay for it. Because I believe when we have people that we can have a convert conversation with like this, mm-hmm. sometimes we can learn as much from them personally mm-hmm. as what we can learn from them professionally. Right. So what is it that you find yourself clinging to that just seems to be serving you so well and keeping you at the level at which you're also an athlete? Well, one of the first things is consistency. Okay. okay? Consistency is probably the most difficult challenge that I would say most, most weekend warriors, most amateur athletes have is because part of it is we have other jobs. We have schedule, schedules can change. If, if you have kids, uh, bringing the kid to soccer practice, it can be really, it can be really challenging, challenging to maintain the level of consistency you want in your training. Maybe this week you wanted to run four times, but you couldn't, you could only do two. Consistency is a challenge, uh, but you have to. Do, you have to. Not, I always tell people, don't find the time to do something. Create the time. Mm-hmm. You always want to create the time so and important. just really just carve it out of your day and say, this is for not only my mental sanity, but it's for my physical health, and this is going to help me so my life can be a lot better. Consistency is a big thing in your training. Usually, if it, to get better, you have to maintain. You have to have a plan. You have to create that plan, and you have to execute on it, just like everything else we do in life. That's one thing. Even something simple like uh, hydration, okay? Making sure, all right, I love my coffee in the morning. I can tell you that. But one thing is, did I drink enough water for today? Mm-hmm. 70% of your muscles are compromised of water. When you're dehydrated... Guess where it pulls from? <laughs> it's going to help. It's yep. also going to pull from your muscles. Stay consistent with your nutrition. What do you? What did you eat today? Well, you know, I, I fell off a little bit and went and got some fast food for all three meals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are days where many of us have had that. But you know what? Stay consistent. Jump back on the wagon. Have your salads. Have your proteins. Have some good carbohydrates like brown rice and sweet potatoes get back on the wagon um your strength training carve out a day for your strength training as well make sure you say all right i gotta go strengthen my core work on my glutes do some foam rolling um do some other things that in on your uh in your routine that will benefit you with your running as well um now and also getting your runs out getting up early sometimes it's true the early bird does Get the worm. You got to wake up early sometimes, or you, it's either that or you go to bed late. Yep. So, carve out that time and find that time. Uh, what's What's really helped me is uh, trying to have when you sign up for a race. Okay, that creates a goal. There's okay? an accountability factor. That's There's a huge on. accountability factor, especially if it's something like a half marathon or a marathon. Mm-hmm. Because the one thing you don't want to do is go go in into any of those under train. Have that and let that hold you accountable. Okay, so it, it's 
those are the things where I try and get, we try to get people to focus on is what it, create yourself, create a goal. Don't just go out and, you know, if you want to go out just to be fit, to stay fit, that's great. But if you say, Hey, I, I, I want to run this, run the Marine Corps marathon. I want to go, uh, try and qualify for Boston. You know, I, it's always been my goal to run a 5k. Well, set that goal. And then everything else around you, people can help create. And I always encourage people to find support in the running community because there's a million other people so much of it out there. that are out there that are just like you, okay? No matter who you are. There's a lot of people out there. You know, even when you go into Big Peach, we have, you know, I've gone in before and I've said, you know what, I, I just want to talk to uh, David, for example, one of your, one of your sure, great David. employees. Yes. David's fantastic. Awesome. And it really, uh, someone like him can help give some great guidance. Yourself, Mike. It, you guys are amazing. D2 is amazing. <laughs> well, we have an, an awesome team and a couple of the things mm-hmm. that, that you just mentioned. I just, I have to use this opportunity, the accountability, signing up for a race. Mm-hmm. That's step one. Here's the other thing I'll encourage everyone to do. If you are doing this this spring for the first time, and this may just be getting outdoors and being mindful of your wellness a little bit more so than in the past, tell someone about it. Mm-hmm. It's one to sign up in the dark of night. Mm-hmm. And nowadays it's so easy online. Nobody ever has to know. You and your credit card are the only mm-hmm. ones who know. But as right. soon as you tell that colleague at work, as soon as you tell your spouse or that special someone, guess what I did last night? I signed up for this. Mm-hmm. There is a level of accountability that comes with that that's just undeniable. The other thing, and you mentioned a 5K, which I think is an achievable distance for everyone. It seems silly to go on vacation or to a destination or even fly across the country for a 5k, right? It's 3.1 miles. Why would you get on a plane for three hours? Whether you buy a pair of running shoes or you buy a plane ticket, when you have made a financial investment, not in the Mm -hmm. airfare or in that product, Mm -hmm. but in your fitness, it's tough to look at that credit card statement or that pair of shoes in the closet or that calendar entry that says leave for Boston, leave for Southern California, Mm -hmm. if you are not ready. Exactly. So we are always, always, always asking people, how are you holding yourself accountable? Right. And if it's just, well, I signed up, my goodness, that's a great first step, but yep. oftentimes it's not enough. Yeah. And you're right. You do have to tell people. And that's the one thing. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Okay. So true. It is one of the most important things, I think, in terms of when we see patients in the office, we... I, I am not an expert in everything. If even still, if I have the hint that someone, um, for example, needs a better running plan, or let's say they, their shoes aren't right, I'll say, you know what? A great place to go is, and I'm going to do a little plug for you guys, but it is. It's Big Peach. Go up right around the corner because you literally walk up right around the corner from where our office is. Somebody in there can help you. Somebody in there can help give you guidance because at one point we've all been there. We've said, you know what? Let's let's sign up for this 5K. I okay, great. I went and uh, I just found this one random plan on the internet. You know, I went on our good old friend Google, found this plan on the internet, and this is the plan that I'm using. How do you know it's the right plan for you? Okay, you the don't. Way. 
Isn't everything on the internet true? I thought everything on the internet. It is true. So maybe that's true. We're just kidding, of course. We're always (laughs) learning together. In fact, today you talked about the importance of consistency. Mm -hmm. I learned, if you remember this term, the Lotus Notes Mm -hmm. calendar, (laughs) that you can schedule out 10 years. You can Mm -hmm. schedule 10 years out. And I spoke to an individual today Mm -hmm. that schedules 10 years out, nothing other than what he calls strategy from 11.30 to 1, 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m., mm-hmm. that's how he knows he gets his run in. And it is blocked on his calendar for the next decade. That is... Because he really worries impressive. about the consistency mm-hmm. if he doesn't schedule it as a priority. I think that's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool now that I know I can schedule 10 years out on most calendar apps. Yeah. <laughs> but my goodness, talk about being committed to it. Somebody else looks at your calendar. Well, I guess I can't take that time. You look at your calendar when you're tempted to do something else mm-hmm. in the middle of the day. Guess I can't do it there unless I compromise my values. Mm-hmm. My goodness, what is it that we can do as individuals? It may only work for us as an individual, but my goodness, it absolutely shows that we're committed and that consistency thing that you just talked about, Norm, is at the top yeah. of what we're working on. Yeah, I had a client a long time back too when I first came here. I was uh, his personal trainer uh, when I first came to Atlanta. And I would train him at Tuesdays and Thursdays. And every Tuesday and Thursday, I'd drive up, get there by 4.30. We'd work out in his office building, and we'd go through the exact same routine for five years. The exact, I mean, the exact same routine. And one day I asked him, I was like, Barry, why, why do you need me? Why do you need me here? I mean, you, you know exactly what to do. I mean, you are the one telling me this is what the workout is going to be. And he says, you know why? Because if you didn't come, I would not get in the elevator, press that button, and come downstairs. Because otherwise, he, he, I, I held him accountable. Or having a trainer there would hold him accountable. And that is uh, – accountability could probably be a whole nother pod- – it could be a whole nother episode. Absolutely. <laughs> my goodness. It, you know, maybe yeah. the A word. It yeah. starts at the beginning of the alphabet. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Is there anything that we could say if we decided to give one word for every letter that would be any more important than accountability? accountability. Especially for somebody who's getting started. We do a program, mm-hmm. getting started, staying strong and sticking with it. Mm-hmm. And sticking with it, I think, mm-hmm. is the hardest part. Yes. And accountability is maybe the best weapon to make sure that you stick with it. Absolutely. So one last question for what are you working on this year? What's a big deal to Norm as we kind of peer across spring and into summer and the remainder of 2018? What are you all jacked up about? Uh, well, right now I haven't had a, had too much time to think about it, but one thing I, I'm thinking I may want to do is uh, get back in more just general physical shape okay. right now. Um, get back in the gym, be a little bit more consistent than what I've been. He's looking at his wife as he says that, <laughs> so he's already living out the accountability. So, yes, Danny, there it is. He is looking to yes, you for yeah. accountability. And be That's a why bit, that And look. be a little bit more consistent with things because, you know, we've had some new things come up. We've had, uh, you know, I've been working uh, with some professional soccer here in Atlanta yep. now, so that's been uh, keeping Pretty me busy. Pretty demanding, absolutely. It's been very demanding as well. We've been enjoying things, doing some traveling, and when we do travel, it's one, it's something where we do love to wake up in the morning, put on our running shoes, go for a quick run, and then go downstairs into the gym as well. So that's, you know, we enjoy those type of vacations as well, enjoying nature and such too. So in terms of... The goal, it's just 
enjoying it a little bit more, having fit, being fit and having fun while doing it. Having know? fun, that's a big it's, part. Yeah, of it. it's having fun. So uh, we, we really want to try and look for that going forward. Well, I will in tell 2018. you. Well, I will. Uh, we'll have to have you back and see how that consistency goal is going for you. Oh, I'll be a whole new person, you fully accountable. You, you, you won't recognize me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are a friend, of course, to Big Peach Running Company, to D2, and certainly to me. Mm-hmm. Just as importantly, you are an amazing resource for this community, mm-hmm. for people. The breadth of athlete mm-hmm. you serve, from somebody who is getting started today, all the way to some of those professionals mm-hmm. and Olympians. You've already referenced, but my goodness, what a blessing it is to have you as part of our community. So thank you for everything you do. Thank you very much us, for having for me. for so here. many others. Well, thank you guys as well. You guys have been a great resource for us as well. So like I said, we don't, we don't know everything, but we always like to go and help, you know, tell people who, who will help, who will know uh, in terms of running and getting running groups together and getting a great pair of shoes. You guys have really helped us out a lot too. Well, it's our pleasure. And D2, this is just the conversation we like to have. We've changed our seating a little bit. We've added special guests to be able to come in here and just kind of listen in. And that's why this is so much fun. Don't go anywhere. The fun will not conclude until we come right back and wrap up right after this brief message. The warmer temps are here and it's time to put away the long sleeves. Just in time for the spring and summer, our new Running ATL shirts are here with a large selection of color options and styles, including tanks and tees. Check back often as we've got new styles coming in every month. They're available at all seven Big Peach Running Company locations and online at BigPeachRunningCo.com. And welcome back to the Run ATL podcast. And we're on the backside of a terrific conversation with Dr. Norm Ang. Hopefully you are also on the backside of having completed your tax returns as we've given you that reminder more than once already. D2, one of the cool things about the conversations we get to have is after they're complete, we don't really know where it will go. Sometimes it's a relatively brief goodbye and our expression of appreciation to our guests. Other times we've had the good fortune of sharing a beverage or just some conversation that makes us better or makes us think about, man, we should have someone else or that person even back for another episode because we didn't have a chance to uncover everything. In this case, this might have been the most positive and yet painful action (laughs) that had ever been taken post-conversation. Yeah, I think uh, maybe that was our, 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 you know, our cost of having Norm is that he felt he had to kind of make us suffer a little bit uh, <laughs> to our benefit, of course, and our listeners. Uh, so we obviously recommended a couple exercises. Superman was one of the ones that he recommended. And both Mike and I have trying to hold each other accountable. I know I did it uh, earlier in the week. I did it today and uh, did a variation of it, uh, starting out very slow, keeping it easy, and then working up to a longer time and trying to work out that lower back in the core. So, um, and Well, then, and, and Norm did such an awesome job of really clarifying for me what – needs to be done in order to fully work that core and pay full attention to the abdomen and and where we derive so much strength. Of course, we will put, you heard D2 reference Superman, not just a superhero, going to mean even more perhaps as this year unfolds and we look at certain blockbusters coming out of Hollywood, but we'll put in our show notes what we mean and what Norm taught us a real Superman does. And to D2's point, he and I have made a pledge to each other to keep one another accountable to this exercise. 
that does look at our core more as a cylinder, like Norm suggested, than just trying to go after those washboard abs. That wasn't the only thing he showed us. No, the uh, other one was hamstring uh, curl, and that proved to be, uh, you were better at it, much better than I was. I thought we were going to have to call the paramedic for you. It appeared to be yeah, somewhat that, painful or perhaps somewhat um, almost uh, unexpected in terms of the reaction. Yeah, there was you. definitely man down on, on this. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so to explain it, uh, basically, uh, you, you know, uh, you have to kneel, uh, and, uh, Norm held, um, our ankles down and the goal is, is to keep your, you know, posture, you know, uh, tight and, and locked, but you bend forward to about 10 degrees and that, a- you know, activates the hamstrings and your glutes. And Mike was able to do it and did a couple uh, repetitions of it and could actually feel it working. Absolutely, could I feel it? Um, I went down and I didn't, I, I did not go the full uh, 10 degrees. I don't know, uh, you know, I, I felt like maybe I was going five and got pushed a little bit more. You know, uh, Norm said, oh, a little bit further, a little bit further. And when I did that, my uh, right hamstring cramped up and I went down. <laughs> well, and with a name like Martinez, perhaps it's the Nordic reference in this particular exercise that we will also include in the show notes. But Dave and I share some discomfort on occasion or sometimes all too frequently with our hamstrings and tightness in our glutes and the intent behind this exercise that we'll show you. I even got a picture, D2, of you. And you, in this picture, have a smile on your face. That changed relatively quickly after having taken that shot. You can see us packing up our old studio, so we'll make sure we put that picture there. Please know, as you look at this picture, that smile on D2's face did not last much longer. The same would be true for you. Make sure you do read what we put in the show notes and follow Norm's advice that he gave you throughout the podcast and other advice that you can get from him. You can learn more about Norm at www. Georgia Sports Chiropractic.com. There are plenty of helpful tips so that you, Dave, and I can all maintain our most optimal level of health, fitness, and to Norm's credit, what he gave us to think about strength as well. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things that uh, I end up learning from that, obviously, is that I've got to work on, you know, my core, lower back, and just treat it as a cylinder. Um, and you know, hamstrings, which I hadn't really focused on, but as you mentioned, Mike, it's one of the things that we have uh, kind of felt, and, and I know I've felt it on my runs. I'm not feeling quite as efficient, and I do remember um, back when I was cycling, back when I was doing Ironman training, that my form was better. I think part of that had a lot to do with, um, you know, cycling. When you're clipped in uh, and you're pedaling, you are, uh, in order to have a good, efficient stroke, um, you know, you're pulling up and using your hamstrings on the, uh, you know, on the backside of that pedal stroke. So I actually went out this past weekend and, and did about 32 miles and cycled and was able to uh, really focus on that pedal stroke. And I could feel the difference when I ran the next day that I felt a little bit lighter, a little bit more efficient while running. Um, so it, it works and there's a very, you know, a variety of ways to, to address it. I think, you know, if I had to choose, I'd rather go out and ride 32 miles and not do the hamstring curl and, and end up on the floor, but I'll, I'll continue to do both and, and just see if I can, uh, you know, f- kind of feel, uh, like I can regain my form back over the next, you know, several months and, and if I can start feeling better. Well, as we come down the home stretch, D2, you mentioned form, Norm obviously focused on our core, both during our conversation and after 
we shut the mic down. I'm going to close this episode with one tip that D2 and I and all of our colleagues at Big Peach Running Company feel so strongly about, and that is what we refer to as a posture reset. I could not not think about that as Norm was walking us through how important it is to maintain core strength in order to keep running day in and day out, month in and month out, and ultimately for all of us year in and year out. Something for those of you who occasionally have lower back tightness or feel like your form is not nearly as strong towards the end of your walk or your run as what it was when you began. A posture reset can be easily done by simply raising both hands well above your head, whether it is while you are traveling at whatever pace, whether it is while you slow down to a jog or a walk that might even be considerably slower than what your normal pace is, or whether it is at a full stop. Maybe that is intended. Maybe it is at an aid station or at a water station. But if you raise both hands above your head and then have your fingers on the left hand and the right hand touch each other, you will notice by doing that that your shoulders and your neck end up becoming much more upright in order to achieve that full extension. At that point, as you start taking those new steps forward, you will have reset your posture and given yourself a better opportunity not just to maintain good form, but also to ensure that you are more comfortable. Yes, it's possible, especially as you achieve distance or time that is longer, maybe even in temperatures that are certainly soon going to become warmer, that you'll need to do that posture reset. You'll need to raise those arms and touch those fingers together more and more frequently every five minutes, every two miles, every 15 minutes, whatever it is, it will help ensure that you are not bending at the waist or bending at the neck in a manner that is inefficient and likely to cause distress to that core and ultimately to your comfort. So we'll leave you with that tip. We will not be gone for long. There will be more tips that come your way. Future episodes of the Run ATL podcast await you. We so very much appreciate you tuning in and sharing this. We'll be back in just a couple of weeks. In the meantime, on behalf of Dave Martinez, all of us at Big Peach, running company and the run atl podcast may your best miles be those covered on foot